check the mic. Oh, it's working. Woo! Well, that's good. Because it wasn't working before. I'm not sure if it is working. It's working. All right. We'll let the I... listeners be the judges. Do I have to make you louder? Maybe. I don't know. Is this good or not? I mean, I can hear you, but that doesn't make it good. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. Tonight... It's been, a, it's been a while. We've had a, a couple weeks off, but tonight you have uh, myself, James Radio, with my co-host Rob Cast here to recap uh, the NFL draft and what it means for your Miami Dolphins. Been kind of a slow off season, but a very exciting draft season for this team. Bet the over. <laughs> what is the over-under on wins for this team? Oh, it's like crazy low. Like I think, four? Yeah, I think it's like four. I, I, th- I think we got six. The under. I think we got six. We've got the chosen. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get into that. So um, we're going to start out with some draft talk. Um, uh, we're going to spend most of the time, uh, or mo- the beginning half of the show, talking about the draft, the Miami Dolphins, and, and things that have changed since the last time we've spoke. Um, and then second half, we're just going to talk about uh, Avengers and Game of Thrones. So uh, if you haven't seen those things, uh, we'll tell you before we start getting into the spoilers. But anyway... It was an exciting draft. It wasn't. Uh, we had some. We had some theories on how things were going to go down. Talking before the draft, so trying you, to make up you, things to talk about. You won our bet. I did. I don't remember what we bet. Oh, that both Haskins and Locke would be available when they picked. Yeah, I, I said that both. I said they'd all be gone. Yeah, you said four quarterbacks would be gone. I said four might be gone, but three would. Three for sure. Yeah. Well, two were. <laughs> well, that's true. But, but that was the fourth, so that doesn't count. Right, but the two that I had said, I said they were going to get a shot at Haskins or Locke, and they actually had a shot at both of them. Uh, they didn't get either one of them, but that's fine, and we'll get into we'll get into all of that. So um, why don't we – we'll start but, at – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, before we jump into the Dolphins, do you want to talk about any like overarching things? Talk about the Daniel Jones, maybe just any of the other teams, just general yeah, draft I wanna, stuff. Well, yeah, I want to start we'll, out with the, like, we'll dig in. Just draft it at first. So, the, so the, the first thing, the one thing that I said that would never happen, and this was one thing that I was wrong about, the Cardinals would not draft Kyler Murray with no, with, with no plan as to what to do with, with Josh Rosen. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did, and that was very, very stupid of them, and we'll, we'll get into that. Well, I mean, we don't know. I, it, um, I mean, even if Murray turns out to be great, they still wasted capital on Rosen, and they got pennies on the dollar back for what they paid for him. Yeah, but that was, but we paid the pennies on the dollar, so I think it was good. Oh, it's great for us. I'm just <laughs> no, saying I the know. Cardinals really bungled that situation. Even if Murray turns out to be fantastic, you're right. The way they trade, like they, it sound they didn't even shop Rosen. No, for they real burned two until... draft picks to get him last year. They traded up to get him, and those are just that's just lost capital. But, so, and I and I get that. But when you have a new when you have a new coaching and a new everybody, it sure, doesn't, it doesn't. It, nothing matters. Well, it, the GM's not new. I know, but <laughs> the GM's the one that traded all the picks to get him in the first place. You know how we'll I look at Rosen. it. You know how I look at it, though. The the like from the Cardinal side of things, like it doesn't. What you've spent to get somebody, it doesn't matter. It's it's just like in fantasy football when you're like when you've got that second round pick who sucks when sure. you have and he's yeah, not you doing get rid anything. Of him. Yeah, and you're like, but. But I spent a second round on him. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> if your if your free agent pickup is outperforming him, you it doesn't it doesn't matter where you drafted him. Now you're not going to get a second rounder if you trade for him. That's it. it the point is moot. So agreed. I, I uh, yes, they wasted a whole thing, but 
but if the if the new if the new guy wants the shiny new toy, you know, I, I don't know if it was necessarily a mistake for them. I agree they handled it poorly. They could have they should have been able to get more for Rosen than what we got him for. Sure, and we'll begin to t- and we'll talk about that. But the. Uh Top of the draft outside of, I mean, these are things that we, we kind of knew. Like, there were no big surprises. Like, nothing really happened until the Giants picked at sixth. And there was talk about well, David. No, no, Cup. no. Number, uh, wasn't the Raiders at four? That was weird. That was. Oh, uh, with Cleo and Farrell. But, I mean, yeah. some people had him ranked as, as one of the top pass rushers in the I draft. I know, but that, nobody saw that. I mean, nobody expected that. They, so, what they did was they sent all their, they did something weird. They sent all their scouts home. Right. Cause, and then that gave you some kind of inkling that they were going to do something. Right, they something didn't want... weird, but it wasn't that weird. I mean, they they drafted. The, it wasn't that weird, but arguably the third best pass rusher. There were, you know, right. there might have had two guys on most boards that were ranked higher than him as an edge rusher in this draft. But from all accounts, he's he's an excellent prospect. I mean, he'll be, you know, if they they liked him, they liked him more than more than Allen and more than Gary. Then fine, like sure, why not? I mean, that wasn't that shocking to me. It, the, Daniel the Daniel draft Jones draft pick was, was, was shocking. That wasn't shocking. That was hysterical. Yeah, so the New York Giants. That was amazing. Um, yeah, they've had, a, they've had quite the offseason. So they had the, they had the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now they don't. They had just signed him to a, to a large contract the year before. Um, they decided to trade him for, a, for the 17th pick in this draft. Um which they probably could have gotten Daniel Jones with the 17th pick. And with the sixth pick, they could have drafted uh, uh, somebody good. Yes. The, uh, the pass rusher from Kentucky, Allen, who's the, the top rated pass rusher, edge rusher on most uh, outside of, out of Bosa. I'm forgetting about Bosa. So outside of Bosa, he was the, the highest edge rusher. Right. Um, and they could have, they could have gotten him, but they passed on him and they took Daniel Jones at sixth. And then at 17, they ended up taking uh, Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson, uh, who was the third, uh, defensive lineman from Clemson taken in the first round, which is pretty pretty amazing. That is crazy. Um, so the Giants made some questionable decisions and got some pretty questionable returns on their on their investment. I just have to read you this headline from Pro Football Talk that came out earlier today. Please, you do. guys probably saw it. It was from this morning. Report: One team wanted to work out Daniel Jones as a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> That's how highly they had him that, rated. Yeah, I mean, and granted, like Lamar Jackson, teams last year asked him if he'd want to work, if he'd work out a wide receiver, or whatever, and you know it happens. But that's a, not with your second pick of all the wide that's of all the quarterbacks. Daniel that usually Jones, happen. I've never seen a prospect that looked as much like another prospect as Daniel Jones looks like Ryan Tannehill, like right down to like <laughs> right down to the number. The other, the other. The other meme I saw that cracked me up was was Daniel Jones looks like the guy who would play Eli Manning in a story about Peyton Manning's life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from like the way he actually looks, but I'm talking about like the way he plays. Like he plays like like Ryan Tannehill. Like he has that a similar skill set, and right down to the fact that he's you know a very good athlete, uh, a competent quarterback, um, doesn't have elite arm arm talent, and um, you know. If he becomes, you know, uh, you know, a top five quarterback in this league, I'll I'll be shocked. I mean, but uh, stranger things have happened, I guess. Although, no, 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 no. All right, so so that was kind of the top ten. After that, Allen went right after that to the Jaguars. 
Um, I forgot who went number eight. I know the uh, the Bills ended up taking Ed Oliver. Um, yeah, which I didn't like to see because I like him and he's a good player. He's going to be right up there. Yeah, the Jets. On our the Jets also line. took a defensive tackle um, with a third pick in the draft. They took uh, Quinton Williams out of Alabama, who was arguably the number one player in the draft. So I saw on some draft boards. I don't know. I'm sure yeah. the Jets will mess it up somehow. Um, but again, he's an, he's an interior lineman. So this is and this gets us to to where the Dolphins picked at thirteen. Um, they had the choice between uh, Haskins, Drew Locke, um, and there were some edge rushers, uh, some pretty highly rated edge rushers um, that they passed on. Uh, ended up taking Christian Wilkins from Clemson, defensive tackle, who by all accounts and measures, uh, had this been a different draft, would have been probably the top defensive tackle taken. Um, uh, very, very talented player, four-year starter, has all the um, all the credentials that you want the pedigree um all-american uh played for the best team in college football won a couple national championships was a leader seems like a great personality loved seeing a body slam uh that was awesome goodell that was you know that was that was great um i don't i don't hate the pick i think it was a good pick um it's a very safe pick it's a very safe pick it's it's you know he might not have the ceiling as somebody else you might get oh yeah because of the position right, right. that's a, that's a exactly rusher or a quarterback or something like that but the guy's like you said he's a he's like an outstanding in person he's a great person a great leader he's somebody you don't have to worry about you can put him in there this the scheme that you know the Patriots have run on defense all these years that that tackle is a it's a big part they you know they're not flashy on stats but letting all those guys run around and do and, and do their blitzing and stuff you know requires that big monster in the middle eating right. up blocks yeah so I had wanted I had I was on record as saying if they didn't draft a quarterback I wanted them to go edge um, I thought that was their biggest need the top four edge players had been taken. Um, you know, so they would have been reaching for uh, Brian Burns from FSU. I don't even think that it might not be a reach. He might be a great edge. I mean, it was very this draft was very deep for defensive linemen. So Burns could end up being a fantastic edge rusher. Uh, Montez Sweat out of uh, Mississippi State was a combine freak and was also very highly rated. Um, he lasted a long time. He slid all the way to the Redskins. Actually, traded back up late into the first round to get him. So uh, there might be some some tape or something. I know there was the the heart condition that he allegedly had, but I thought he was cleared of. Yeah, it was like it wasn't until like that day, but still, I mean, it was cleared. Yeah. yeah so um, either way, the Wilkins pick is very safe. Um, they didn't. The Dolphins didn't trade back. They didn't trade up. They stayed at thirteen. And I think. You know, I think their plan was to trade down. They had they had their set of guys that they wanted yeah. at that pick, and they they would have looked to trade down if one of them didn't fall. And obviously, that was you know one of the that was the top guy on the bo- on their board that was available. And it's a pretty solid nucleus for this defense that they have. A young nucleus that they have now with with Wilkins, with Fitzpatrick, with Howard in the secondary. Um, I think McMillan is a solid middle linebacker. Um, Baker seems like he's going to be a pretty good linebacker as well. Um, you know, if they play some four, if they play some three, four hybrid stuff, you could have Baker and McMillan in the middle, um, you know, with those, with the big guys up front that are, you know, protecting those guys. Uh, we still have Harris and hopefully he could step up. Right. Harris was a high draft pick. Now he's going to get some playing time because there are no other people to play the edge. Right. So Harris is going to get some run. Um, so they have those guys, uh, Godcha and Taylor, uh, the, the, the other defensive tackles they have. This team's not terrible. Have played well. Uh, McCain's a decent corner. He's still young. They, they have two. TJ McDonald and Rashad Jones, although I don't know what's going to happen with Rashad Jones. Um, I think at this point, 
it, it, you're not saving any money getting rid of him. You might as and if you're not getting any, right? But he's not him. coming to the camps either. So I think they're. I think they are shopping him. Oh well, but whatever. I mean, if they can pay somebody to take him to get a draft pick back, you know. Yeah, I would do it. I guess I think that's probably what they want to do. Um, we'll see. I mean, that's you know, there's a long way to go until until mini, until OTAs. So. Um, so the defense is okay. There's still some some question marks on the edge there, and I think the second wave of free agency. I was reading some things. There are still some pass rushers that are out there. Yeah, um, they were they were uh, trying to. They were, I saw there was some articles out there. There are people there, you know, guys. I mean, they're secondary guys, right? But yeah, I mean, did did Ziggy Ansah get signed? That was I was trying to find him the other day. I saw something linking him to the Seahawks, but I don't think he actually signed with them. Um, I don't see the Dolphins going. I, I he's still too big of a name. I think. I guess, but I mean, if they can get him on the cheap, either way, I don't see right. them signing him either. Um, but the defense, the, there's still some holes to plug. I, I like the Wilkins pick. I think that was great. So day one ended. Uh, that was about it. Uh, at the towards the end of day one, obviously the uh, the chatter began about well, what's going to happen to Josh Rosen? Seems like nobody was in on the bidding, and then there was one name that kept coming up: the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. And, and honestly, there wasn't. There apparently there was another team in on it. Apparently the Patriots were looking to get in on it, and it makes sense because it's, he's so cheap, right? Because the, the they were trying. They never the Cardinals never reached out to anybody, they were, right? Which is like the most ridiculous thing that like the SI article I read, which was phenomenal. So um, I don't I forgot the name of the uh, the author of the article, but it was a great article. It was basically looking at it as you know you know how the Cardinals mishandled the situation, but also looking at Rosen as a prospect in this draft as opposed to a, you know, a one-year player. So, I mean, he's only, he's 22 years old. So, I mean, like he, looking at him as, as one of the quarterbacks that was available in this draft, you're giving up a draft pick to get him. You're essentially drafting him in this draft. So most talent evaluators, so the way the SI, uh, the article was written, uh, they interviewed a bunch of teams after the draft that did not draft a quarterback, but were evaluating quarterback talent. Um, so they were completely neutral. Um, and they had, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm sorry. I can't read the name on Albert Breer, Albert Breer's article. Yes, correct. Um, so they were interviewing these teams that, that they were rating the top five quarterback prospects, um, you know, throwing Rosen in there. And he was the number, he was number one in a few of them. And McShay, McShay, um, you know, they, they went to him, and I heard him say the same thing. He'd have him ranked as the top quarterback in this. Yeah, in this if he draft. was in this draft, he would be the top quarterback. So, and it's funny because you you always obviously you think about you rank them within the draft, and you and you don't think about oh well this this best guy would be the third best guy or the fourth best guy. He in wasn't lower draft. than two on anybody's right. on anybody's evaluation. He was either one or two. It was either right. Mari or him. So um, so yeah. So then. You got then you start looking. and It was really interesting because now you start looking at all the teams that passed on him that ended up taking quarterbacks. You know, so you had you know, so you, you're going to be comparing Rosen against you know this draft and his draft as well. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And the well, Dolphins how interesting got him, is the AFC East now? Extremely interesting. It's Those Jets two, Dolphin three, and games. four. <laughs> it's two, three, and four of yeah. that of that draft. Yeah, I, I think that is. I think that's going to be uh, those Jets Dolphins games are going to be great because they were college rivals. If Rosen ends up playing for the Dolphins. but Josh Allen. But I mean, as far as the as far as the even the Buffalo, the Josh Allen was drafted in you know was traded up for right. and picked draft with those with those other two. So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So day two starts. The Dolphins had the forty eighth pick in the second, the forty eighth pick of the draft, which is the middle beginning middle of the second round. 
you and I are texting back and forth about, you know, we're hearing all the noise about the Dolphins are going to trade the 48th pick for Rosen. I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like, they're bidding against themselves. That's too high. Well, I think we even said, like, I'd want back, I'd want back like a fourth, like not like a, the sixth or seventh you would think that would come with that. Right. So so it come, comes out that the Dolphins were, were balking at the asking price. They thought that was too much. And they, they ended up what they ended up doing was trading the 48th pick to the Saints. So they ended up getting the 62nd pick in this draft and then the Saints second rounder next year. Um, and I believe they ended up giving up one of their picks, whatever, I think a like a later or pick or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. something. So, so they moved back. So they moved back to 62nd. And yeah, that but a was... second round next year is amazing. Oh. Whether, Rosen could be great. And, and we still have of that all that draft capital, whether to trade down or move up or, oh, or just get three brilliant. or just have three. You know, picks in the first two rounds is Brilliant. awesome. Yeah, so now you're trading. You're trading the 62nd pick in the in the draft. So you drafted arguably the best quarterback in this draft with the 62nd pick. One whose contract is for no money, played. right? Like, cause, yeah, because <laughs> right. most of his contract was paid out last year. The Cardinals gave him like 75 percent of his contract already. We're paying him like it's like two. He's going to count nothing against the cap. For yeah, so if he pans out to be a, a good quarterback. I mean, and I compared to the quarterback play we've had in the last. Honestly, two, if he pans out to be a good backup, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, fair enough. And I, I, this quarterback room that they have right now is better than any quarterback room they've had. Well, I can't, Fitzpatrick and Rosen are both. Pro, I mean, they're probably they're both better than Tannehill, right? Like, like Rosen has more ceiling, and Fitzpatrick has more Rosen's ups got a higher and downs. Ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> like, like. And Fitzpatrick will be more exciting, that's for sure. Yeah. So it's a better quarter. It's the best. It's the most intriguing and interesting quarterback room they've had. And now here, I don't even. So here's the other. Maybe Culpepper, I guess, but he was terrible. But at least it was interesting, right? So here's, but here's the other thing. So everybody, oh how good Rosen, chosen Rosen, he's our guy. They there's not a lot invested in him. If they don't like what he looks like, they can pack up all this and get and go and get somebody else. It didn't cost them very much, to, correct, to take him. Yeah, and I liked and I, everything that that Rosen did in the media seemed fine to me. Like, I, oh, like yeah, the yeah. message he sent out was was really classy. He seems very intelligent. Like the things, the quotes that I'm reading from him, and I've actually the national articles yeah. on him are all pro Rose. Everyone wants this guy to get a chance. They love the way he handled it. He handled the exit like with with super class. He hung around and played in the softball game. You know the for, yeah the, Fitzgerald the, loves Fitzgerald. him. Yeah, yeah. so. so his teammates don't see all the stuff. The knock on him was he was a bad teammate and he's not coachable. But it doesn't like I'm not seeing any of that. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, maybe he was. Just, yeah. We, oh, I'm sorry. What he was a stupid young kid who like had everything handed to him because he was very good at sports. He's even said as much. Yeah, I mean it could happen. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited to see it. Like I'm I'm interested to see the um you know the the competition in camp. I believe it'll be a real competition. Um, there's no reason for it not to be. They haven't. You know. No, I mean. It it pays for the Dolphins to start Rosen either way. Sure. Find out if he's any good, and we don't need to win if he's not good. Right. <laughs> because we're, we're going to want another quarterback. I mean, I don't think we're tanking. We're not losing on purpose. But Yeah, we're trying I to figure think, out what we have. And I do think, really, to get the rest of the team playing, you know, if, if Fitzpatrick obviously outperforms him, I, I, I think he gets – I think he will be playing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And it could even be it could even be, you know, treating Rosen like a true rookie, even though he's not 
bless you. Thank you. Um, that you know, you might it may even get the first four games in the early buy, and then and then switch over or something. The one thing that scares me, and this is a good segue into our third round draft pick, is the fact that he's going to be playing behind. So he played behind the worst NFL, the worst line in the NFL last year in Arizona. Yeah, and, and we're better than them. We are better by one by <laughs> one one point on the rankings. We are the second. We were the second worst offensive True. line in the NFL last year. So that's where he's coming. And we don't have Juwan James anymore. Correct. And yeah. I don't know who's going to play. Our center. line did not. Our line did not get better. No. Nope. Nope. So um, that was one of the things for sec- second round of free agency. There are some decent tackles that are actually available. Like you know, old Mike Reimers is like a thirty year old right tackle that's available that could be. Had for the cheap. He was playing interior line the last couple of years, but he ranks better or he scores better as a right tackle. So he's a guy they could get um, maybe or, you know, there's a couple other ones that I was reading about. So they could they could get some guys that they could plug in. Um, they did. They did draft some offensive linemen. And we're going to get to that. Um, so that is one thing that concerns me about Rosen. I, I feel bad that he's going to go from, you know, an impossible situation last year in Arizona with a terrible offensive coordinator and no talent on offense Coming here, I think we have a little bit more talent on offense. I wouldn't, but I just had, I mean, their offensive line was terrible, but I mean, they have one of the best running backs. They have, you know, they had a, they have Larry Fitzgerald, even though he's not what he was, he's, he's still a guy you could throw to. And I mean, their skill positions is not awful. They're pretty bad. I mean, even David Johnson last year was was not very good. Well, but I mean, because but he, of the line, the line. I'm, I'm saying I, I'm just saying like talent wise, their skill position was okay. Yeah, that wasn't so, the problem. But but without a line, you know, it doesn't matter. There's yeah, a, the Dolphins' run blocking last year was actually not bad. It was their pass blocking where they ranked second worst in the league. Right. So their run blocking was actually okay. So um, I think we'll have a semblance of a running game. I'm sure Flores and, and O'Shea are going to want to like in, install that or instill that in this team. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes, but I mean I am, and we'll we'll obviously we'll see how all this plays out in, in camp with the uh, you know the competition between Fitzpatrick and Rosen, and I think we're in agreement here that it will be an actual competition between the two of them. I don't yes. think either one of them is being handed the job, correct? Which will be you know that'll be interesting, yeah, S- stuff to talk about. Um, they have everybody back. What's going on? No, there's a no. It's just um, there's a weird optical illusion on your mic. Oh, cool. Oh no, it's not. It's totally dented. Oh, all right. So the wide receivers are, are you know, I, I think they have some talent at wide receiver. Um, if, it, if they come back healthy, the wide receiver core is great. Yeah, stills. I mean, Albert Wilson should be fine. Uh, Grant, Devontae Parker, your favorite. Well, I'm I'm more about the I'm more about the Wilson Grant combo. Yeah, and then Stills. Grant then is coming back from that Achilles, card. which is which is right. that's a tough one to come back from, especially if you're a speed guy. So if they get one of those two back, I'd be you know I'd be I'm sure they'd be thrilled. Um, maybe Jacecki makes a leap finally, or not finally, but maybe he makes the leap. This will be a second season, so maybe he'll actually you know do something. Uh, Drake will probably get some. Some run, which will be nice. Um, and, you know, they could do some things on offense, I think. So We have a fullback now. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. All right, so, <laughs> like I said, mentioning, uh, segueing into the third pick, the third, uh, the third, the third round pick for the Dolphins, uh, Michael Dieter, the center guard combo from uh, Wisconsin. Um, Should I plug in. Don't know much about him, but uh, pretty highly rated interior lineman for this draft. Um, they got him with a 77th overall pick. Um, I don't know if he's going to play guard or center. 78th. 78th. Okay. I don't know if he's going to play guard or center. Um, I don't. I think the Dolphins could use him in either spot. Would be nice to see him lined up at left guard next to Tunsil as like a 
everything I've heard is he, you know, he'll he'll be him him and Asiata will be one of the, the guards. Yeah. So, um, and that's all speculating, but those are that's that's the buzz I've been hearing. Yep. Uh, read something about him, you know, uh, being like a leader on that Wisconsin offensive line. That's a pro style running uh, Big Ten type of offense that they run up there. So, a lot of these offensive linemen coming out of college are not, you know, used to running pro NFL styles. That's why a lot of them struggle so much. This guy should hopefully be able to come in and, and be kind of a, you know, a tough, versatile interior lineman, which is something this team's been lacking for a while. So I like that pick a lot. Um, I hope he can translate. Um, again, we'll see if he's going to play guard or center. I, like I said, I think they could use him at either place. Um, and I guess we're, uh, we're at break, aren't we? We are. Wow. That was fast. That flew by. We I guess only got to the third round. We haven't been, uh, yeah, I guess because we haven't talked in a while. You. I know, I missed you too, man. Aww. All right, guys, well, we're going to finish the draft recap, and then we're going to talk about some nerdy stuff. Stay right there. And we're back. We are back. All right, so we left off with uh, Michael Dieter being drafted in the third round for the Miami Dolphins. Yes. So we had... Christian Wilkins was our first pick. Josh Rosen was our second pick, and Michael Dieter was our third pick. I think that's a pretty we ad- addressed the things that I had wanted them to address, and all the all the conversations we had leading up offensive to offensive line and defensive line. I wanted an edge rusher, but they went defensive tackle instead. But defensive line, offensive line. I would have been happy if every pick was on offense or a defensive line this year. I w- <laughs> was happy that they sprinkled a quarterback in there and yeah, yeah. an elite prospect at that. So. Kudos to them. But if if the if this deal for Rosen didn't come through to a way they to a, to a price they liked, I'd have been ha- I'd been fine with going into next year with the extra capital with Fitzgerald and not even having maybe grabbing one of these guys a Greer or somebody late. I do wonder. Want, I wonder but. who they would have drafted had the Rosen thing not gone through. I mean, it obviously would have been a lineman and maybe a rusher. Maybe they had Jones pegged as a, in the third round, and when he went sixth overall, they were like, well, that's that's out the window. <laughs> um, they were close to getting Locke in the second round. That's uh, The Broncos did trade up in front of them, they, but he was their third pick. Drew Locke was But the, do you think they would have taken them? If he would have been there at 48, because they did, they, they traded the 48th pick like right when it was their turn. Like they held it right up until then. It wasn't like it was traded ahead of time. But I think so. that was even the, that was, but that was, from what I read someplace, that that deal, that was always going to, they were always going to hold that pick and then decide if they were trading it for yeah. Rosen or for whatever. So, you know, you know that I liked, I liked Locke. I know you did. Yes. And everybody else that, you know, all 12 listeners. Is that why you're wearing uh, your Broncos colors? This is, I got the draft hat. I, I bought see. the draft hat. The oh, one that you? I tweeted about. I know. I see it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm happy they got Rosen. Like I think, you know, Rosen or Locke, they're they're similar type of quarterbacks. They're the same height. They both have quick releases and big arms, and they are mechanically sound. And they're pretty good athletes. I think Locke's probably the better athlete, I guess, out of the two, but Yeah, I'm glad Locke stayed in the AFC because I think he's terrible. All right. Well, either way, I don't know. <laughs> I was I'm like I said, I'm I'm happy with so we're happy with the first three picks of this draft. Yes. All right, so we get into the fourth round, and this is where um, most uh, analysts thought the Dolphins made a reach. This was another Wisconsin Badger and outside linebacker, Andrew Van Ginkle. That is not true. He was the fifth round. The fourth round pick oh, went right. in that swap of went to the Saints. So a fifth round pick, Andrew Van Ginkle, and they still thought he was a reach in the fifth right. round. Um, did some research on this guy. He was a JUCO transfer 
from or not JUCO, uh, one double A transfer. So he was at South Dakota State and transferred to Wisconsin. Uh, he was, um, I think, all Big Ten this year. Uh, pass rush ability, that's what he translates to. He'll be like kind of an outside linebacker in a, in a 3-4 scheme. One of those hybrid type linebacker defensive end rush guys. He's on the smaller side, though. Um, I think he's only like 240 pounds, I think. So I don't... When you're in the fifth round and past, I, I have no right. problems on what people take. Like you know what I mean? You never Well that's and that's where Greer's kind of Yeah, that's where Greer's made his name, like is with these these late round picks. Like he hasn't found any superstars, but he's found some really solid players that have been contributors for this Dolphins team. Just really sort of hanging my hat on this. I don't know if 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 Flores and company is gonna be able to mimic the Patriot style of defense. But you know, they the guys they're picking seem like they could fit into that scheme. Right. We, we might. <laughs> no one's been able to pull it off outside of New England yet. It might be a Belichick only ability, but you know. So you know the guy may work. You know. Yeah. So the uh, the his ratings coming out for most of the scouts they didn't love him. They thought this was kind of a reach. They say he projects as a special team guy. I mean, I'm sure he'll play some special team. I hope he makes the team first of all, because once you're talking about these picks, there's there's no guarantee they make the team. Um, uh, but I mean, you know, they they need help at, at edge. Um, you know, there's not a lot of depth there, so he's going to have every opportunity to make this team and, and be a contributor from day one. So I'm excited to see, you know, what he can, you know, what he brings to the table and what he provides. He seems like a like an effort motor, you know, high motor type of guy. So uh, we'll see. Um, so that was their fifth round pick. Thank you for correcting me there. So that means their sixth round pick was uh, his last name is Prince. What's his first name? Isaiah is it Isaiah Prince. His name is Isaiah Prince. I was right. Right tackle from Ohio State. Um, not super highly rated. Obviously, he's a sixth-round pick. but uh, Big, unpolished. Yeah. Uh, very good run blocker. Needs work in pass blocking, from what I understand. Uh, he has a hard time with the uh, We Yeah, we need leverages. bodies on the offensive line. I think... He's going to have every I, opportunity to start. I don't think we want him to start. I mean, obviously, I mean, unless he turns out to be a, a you know, a, a diamond in the rough. Yeah, but I think we'd be we'd be better off if we do find somebody to start ahead of him and then and he's depth. Again, Big Ten for school. now to be able to start later. Yeah, Big Ten school um, grades out higher as a run blocker than a pass blocker. Um, we'll see how. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he works out. I mean, he's got you know all the. Uh, athleticism in the world he's a big guy um and he should be you know uh he, he'll have every chance to play um and then we get to seventh rounders uh they drafted a fullback chandler cox from auburn i watched some film on this guy um how's his lead blocking look pretty good <laughs> they i guess auburn ran kind of like weird off i don't know did you ever watch auburn play they I ran it's like they run like a spread offense but they do but they have a fullback in it so and again, I think so, like, this he is, gets out there and he like he like I mean he was pancaking like you know smaller cornerbacks and <laughs> I I think we're you know we might be looking at uh, the Patriots style of running backs. You, there's they got they've got you know the big bruiser. They've got the the pass catchers. They've got the guys to run between tackles and and you never know what you're going to get. And they're going to they're going to scheme. Yeah. So. Um, you so know. there goes Drake's fantasy value. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. And then that leads us to the last pick was uh, Miles Gaskin from uh, Washington. Interesting stats about him. I think he's the only player in FBS history to have a thousand yards rushing all four years that he was in college, which is pretty impressive. 
Um, not the fastest guy, kind of a smaller, more elusive, um, you know, scat type back. So maybe he makes the team. I mean, there's not a lot of depth at running back either. Yeah. So I will say the places that they drafted, these guys are all going to get opportunities to make the team. Like these were areas of need. So um, we'll see. I mean, hopefully they hit on, you know, they, they've they done a decent job drafting, I will say. Like, I mean, like they haven't found many you know, I like them. Superstar difference maker type players, but they've, uh, you know, they've definitely found solid contributors. So, um, you know what? I'm fine with the with the safe picks too. Like this team needs bo- yeah. it needs bodies, contributing bodies. Yeah, and, and one thing too about this draft is is Greer normally he does like those uh, the smaller uh, you know the smaller school guys, and uh, these were all these were all major college programs that he drafted from. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um, and I think, you know, going into camp, I, like I said, I, I know I've said it a couple times now, but all these guys are going to get an opportunity to play and contribute right away. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see how it works out for, you know, I think, you know, lo- again, looking at the front of the draft, I think the first three picks all have, you know, they're very likely to start. You know, Rosen has a chance to start, but uh, Wilkins and, and Dieter will most Bills. likely be starters. So, um, barring catastrophe, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Knock on some wood here. Um, yeah. And Rosen could be your, your starting quarterback. So, um, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I'm not a big guy for draft grades right after, you know, before any of these guys play a snap, but, um, they, I give it an L. <laughs> I like that. For lollipop. <laughs> they, um, they hit areas of needs. I mean, you know, they, they drafted, you know, uh, where they where they needed to draft. I li- I I liked it because it felt like if you know we we don't know what they're thinking, but this felt like it felt like they had a plan and they stuck to it. They didn't get flustered, something didn't happen, their guy wasn't there, all of a sudden they're picking, you know, somebody that they don't need there or a reach. I I don't know. It felt like they had their it feels like for once the Dolphins have a plan a good plan and they're sticking with it and and i and i like it i think this is a good stepping stone you know to go into see what you have see what shakes out this year for this team win your seven to nine games yeah i said seven to nine Woo! um no it's not that different from last year's team <laughs> reach for the stars no i agree i i 100 agree with you the, you know there's places like the offense i know offensive line was a problem and that's probably worse so that's the scary offensive so. line and defensive line so but you know and I it's mean, hard to win without those two things but again but they it, weren't good there last year either. Right. so i mean they they got they got to do something different right um, undrafted free agents, just to, just to touch on them real quick. Uh, one of them they got was from Colorado State, Preston Williams, big wide receiver, 6'4", uh, like 220, um, ran a pretty fast 40. So the reason he wasn't drafted, he was a disciplinary case, I believe. So he's one name to watch in camp. I guess he was one of the top like rated undrafted free agents, So and, and he's coming to the Dolphins. So... Um, maybe somebody to push Parker in camp is that uh you know that taller wide receiver on the outside <laughs> push him out the door. <laughs> Very similar builds, um, so I guess you know it's nice to have two of those guys. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. Um, some of the other undrafted free agents, I, there was a guard I think they signed that was well. Pretty... So I'm looking at I'm looking at a list here. We have the the linebacker Terrell Hanks, who was like apparent. Apparently he was all over the pre-draft map. He was like 
some people that ended up being undrafted because of poor testing metrics. And I'm not a lover of, you know, putting right. the, everything in the combine. So if, if it, you know, if the guy can make plays. What yeah. is inside linebacker or outside linebacker? Just gives me the LB. So it's a <laughs> senior bowl. So where do you go to college? He went to New Mexico State. Okay. Had yeah. like eight intercept, eight career interceptions. Oh, all right. So he's like a middle linebacker. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean. Like, and and, another, and Mar- from Maryland, they got a linebacker, Trey Watson. Um, first team all Big Ten, you know. There are spots on this team. <laughs> Preston <laughs> Williams from Colorado State, that's who you mentioned. Yeah, there are spots on this team. So um, I, we'll and, see. And so they got another another wide receiver, Trenton Trenton Irwin from Stanford, defensive end, Jonathan Ledbetter. Oh, from Georgia. <laughs> yes. That's my Eddie Better led better. Yeah. Yes. Um Yeah. And another defensive end. Yeah, so we got some defensive ends, a couple cornerbacks. Oh, triple cornerbacks. See, look at that. Yeah. Plenty. God, we got a whole team of people here. Plenty of opportunity. So, yeah. So we'll see how this works out. Um, you know, obviously, we'll get to see them play in the preseason and then during the regular season. We'll see if any of these guys are yeah going to make a difference. Difference makers. But yeah, it is. It's it's always exciting. I do I do like the draft. So um, that's come and gone. We're going to get the second round of free agency. You know, we'll see. There's still many holes on this team to plug. So, um, but I agree. It does seem like there's a plan. Um, and uh, you know, we'll. Uh, Keep those fingers crossed. God damn it. I'm so... How am I so excited? There's, there's, Josh Rosen. We were talking about how much we hated him a couple weeks ago, I believe. Hate's the wrong word, but... <laughs> how little confidence, how much lack of confidence we had in him, but... I didn't... I, uh... I'll t- coming out of the draft last year, I liked him. Right. Like, he was, like he was one of my... Like, I, I liked him more than Darnold and Allen. Um... I don't know. So we'll get to see him play them both well, twice a year. He's better than both of them now. I <laughs> We can hope. So um all right. So we kind of teased it at the beginning of the show. We're going to get into, you know, our our nerdy stuff now. Are you look like you're thinking about something over there? Yeah, I'm trying to think if we should talk about Endgame or Game oh, of Thrones. I was going to start with Endgame first. How about Endgame of Thrones? Endgame of Thrones. So All right. Spoilers, people. Yeah, we're if you talking wanna, Endgame. Yeah, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame or you're not current with Game of Thrones, don't don't watch the Spider Man trailer that came out today. Oh yeah, it spoils Endgame. It certainly spoils Endgame. Actually, parts before of I watched it, there was a message from Tom Holland that actually told you that. So it was like, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't. oh no, they're good about that. Yeah, and even the headlines of clicking on have been like, don't yeah. Endgame spoilers. Yeah. So. We can talk about that as well, too. That'll be a nice time. Yeah, I actually yeah. want to talk about that. So, all right, cool. So, Endgame first. What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good job. Uh, I thought they did an excellent job of tying the whatever the first 23 movies together. So. Nice little bow on top. All right. This is what I absolutely loved about it. I didn't know a damn thing about Captain this America's movie. ass. No, that is America's ass. <laughs> I didn't know a damn thing about this movie. The trailer was literally the That's first true. three minutes of the movie. The little little things like Thor and Hulk and what they look like five years in the future 
were amazing yeah. surprises to hit you. Yeah, Fat Thor was probably my How favorite. How is that? that was Normally, my that's thing. in every. those. Both of those things are in the trailer. Those are ruined in the trailer. Right. And the fact that I had no idea those things were coming was amazing. Yeah, Professor Hulk was good. I mean, they kind of teased when they showed the Hulk wearing like the. Because they did show him wearing like the space suit or whatever. Oh, that's The time true. travel suit. So it was like you kind of thought it was like, wow, how do they get him to wear clothes? But uh, but yeah, they didn't show him wearing glasses or anything. Fat Thor was great though. That was yeah. like like <laughs> P- like literal PTSD, <laughs> like eating his feelings. Yeah, Thor. That was uh, drinking his feelings was, and drinking. That yeah, was great. Both. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, overall, I mean, just there were there was just a, a lot of emotions, like just you know from going you know from the first Iron Man movie all the way to the end of this, and and the way it worked out. But the but the way they the way they did the time, you know, obviously there's always you're always going to quibble with with time travel things, and things. I, I liked but, I liked but, the way they but handled going, it going but like going into scenes that we were familiar with and things and watching it from both sides and like redoing those like I loved it it was so much fun the comedy was great somebody was telling Ryan Clark was telling me that the uh, the the comedy in the beginning he didn't he didn't like he thought it was he thought it felt too forced like I guess he didn't like like the Captain Marvel stuff and I was like I don't know I thought it was fine like I kind of liked that they did that at the beginning because they like just you know, they went like I wanted. That would have made the most sense Guy's to go right after Thanos, like right away. Yeah, kill him, and you know, or like they go right after him to get the stones back, and then he had destroyed them. So, like that was the logical thing to happen. So it was it was cool. Like I mean, you're not gonna make a three hour movie if you know that's you know the easy way out right away. So right. it was. I love the way they. I mean, he didn't have his army anymore. Thanos was he was done. Like so, he was you know it made perfect sense narratively like to to end that way like he had he had accomplished his mission he lost his army i mean yeah yeah if you want to and you i i don't they they we talked up captain marvel and she's she's pretty damn strong and she wasn't in the movie that whole lot (laughs) i didn't mind that either because it was like it wasn't like it'd be kind of if she just came in and solved yeah Yeah. everything so like i like that they you know that she had her place and it was it was great when she was in the movie she was awesome but Um, no, I, I really, yeah, like I love Thor chopping his head off, chopping his hand off right away. Like it was, you know, they were really setting the tone like right away. Like this is going to be like a, a darker, you know, kind of different, not really that different. I mean, it did kind of follow the same basic Marvel formula, but it was great. But, uh, Hawkeye slash Ronan. I mean, that was a pretty dark. Yeah. It was dark turn for, I mean, making a, a terrible character interesting was, was good. Not a te- I mean, yes, he's a, he's he has a terrible a, he's a, character. He's a terrible power. He was good in this movie. Like right. this was the best. This was the best use of Hawkeye. He was that I've good. Seen. In, he was a big part of Ultron. Not that that was the best. I, movie, he but... was a big part of the first Avengers. I I didn't really care for Avengers one or Ultron to be honest. Like I thought, and Hawkeye was a big reason. Like he really, like it really. The character bothered me. I'm like, how is this person alive and killing all these robots and jumping off of skyscrapers? But you have no and problem with Black them. Widow. She didn't. She wasn't doing that kind of stuff. She wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like it's it wasn't as ridiculous. I agree. I agree. But it's like I mean, you're, you're setting some rules. Like he's like useless, and you're making him seem like as powerful he's as not, Iron Man. He's got an arrow for that. The way they did him in this movie was much better. Would you agree? Like his character yeah, was. Yeah. No, like, but they didn't fine, have him but, doing things that were like way out of his wheelhouse. But like even in Ultron, which I think gets crapped on more than it needs. I think it's okay. I don't. It gets crapped on more than I think it should. I like but in Ultron that, when he like, like became self aware of himself. Right, funny. He's like, but we're he's fighting like, robots, and I've got a bow and arrow. None yeah. of this makes sense. Like yeah, I thought that was hysterical. Like yeah, yeah. poke fun of yourself because you know it's stupid. But they they toned it down and like made it like the scene with him and Black Widow where they had to get the Soul Stone. Oh was, yeah. 
Um, that was maybe one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. That was amazing. So they made characters that... It was terrible, man. It was heart-wrenching. I can't believe exactly. you enjoy that. Well, You're yeah, a monster. It was, well, it was heart-wrenching, but that's the whole, you know... I'm kidding. Right? Like, I mean, it made you feel something. That's when you finally laughed. <laughs> no, I didn't laugh. Um, it was good. That was that was an amazing scene. Um, I liked my, my big gripe with, uh, with Infinity War, again, was, you know, and I, we had talked about this before on the show, was that you knew everybody was coming back. You knew everybody that died well, was coming course. back. Um, but they did, a, they did a really good job of, like, you know, they, I mean, it wasn't, the stakes were still high. Like, they moved, they lost five years, you know, they, they went, you know, forward. It wasn't like they just came right back. So right. They, did a, they did a really good job with it, and I'm looking forward to watching Actually, my biggest problem both was together, both movies together, I think will be really cool to watch. Five years? How does... How does he just go back to high school? We're gonna. <laughs> I want to talk about that one too. So that's that's my one thing, and I guess that leads into the Spider-Man trailer for the next. It's a good one. thing all his friends were part of the snap because they're still in high that's school. Exactly. Like, did was that implied? Like when he came and found Ned? Because it seemed yeah, like Ned was it, happy to see him, but I didn't know if. And that that's the thing. Well, honestly, if Ned wasn't so good in the first movie, you could have made him five years older. But what was he left back five times? So obviously right. he was snapped, and you're like. What it's been like a day for each of you, you guys. So, but all of them are in Homecoming or Far From Home, exactly. So the so Spider-Man the- trailer, the next movie coming out, all of the characters from the original Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, we say all. I mean, there was there's the four. It's it's the well, new Mary Jane. It's Ned and it's Flash and it's him. So I mean, it's four. I mean, I the, guess that's the only. Those are the only ones. Those, right? That's the yeah. I mean, those were the main distinguishable characters. So maybe they, they were, were all the snapped trailer. out, and they and came, they could have been snapped out. Okay. Okay, that makes that that could. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll find out when we watch Homecoming. I mean, Far From Home. Sorry, Far From Homecoming. Far From Homecoming. So uh, the trailer, the new trailer for uh, for Far From Home was dropped today. As and it looks. I mean, the first trailer looked great, but this one looks even like. Yeah, I, this was cool. It was really good. It so kind of left turn. It kind of gave us a couple curveballs. Yeah. So they're like, you know, that Spider-Man's kind of being pushed as the, um, you know, the new Iron Man right. for this. So we are at break again, aren't we? We can go. Well, we we got like, we can we can break or we can go. How long do you want to talk about this uh, trailer? Let's wrap up the trailer real quick. It was just, yeah. it was a very good trailer. Like yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, I would definitely recommend watching it, especially if you're a Spider-Man fan. Um, I really like the direction they've gone with the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Um, I think this is going to be cool. I'm a little... A little weirded out by what they're doing with Mysterio. Like, it, it could be a red herring. Like It's got to be. I mean, that's, that's... I mean... I mean, the character himself is a red herring. So, right. like, I'm hoping that's what they do with it, but... But I'm, honestly, it's so obvious, I'd almost, I'd almost be glad if it's not. Like, I'm happy either way. I'm, like, going in, I'm, which would set me up to be duped by it, which is fine. I really hope that's what they do. I think that would be hysterical, and not hysterical, like like right. like the what, like what the character is, like, right? Just for like you know. But they're all, they're opening up the multiverse, and maybe that universe's Mysterio that's what is I'm a saying. hero, and there's another one from this one that ends up you know become you know yeah his counterpart yeah. And in the multiverse, the X Men live there, and the Fantastic <laughs> Four. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's good stuff. No, it's exciting. It was I, kudos to, to Marvel. They did a, they did a fantastic. I mean, it was for me. It was a little a bit of a slow start. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of some of the earlier movies, but no, like, yeah, like the the, the first Iron Thor. Man was great. The first Thor was I, bad. I actually enjoyed the all second three. Thor Iron was Mans. bad. Iron Men. Iron Man. I enjoyed the all three Iron Men. Iron Men's. And and the Captain America. Oh, with, I like Captain Winter America. Soldier was great. The Man. second one was one of the best. Yeah. 
um, Thor Ragnarok was amazing, but Ragnarok again, that was, was like towards, towards Guardians. The first Guardians was great. That Both was for me. That's when it started to change. Um, when it got like started getting like really good, and, like yeah. where I like really got sucked into it, and I was like, "This is great!" And like they're starting to tie everybody together. So, all right, you want to talk Thrones? We will talk Thrones when we come back. <laughs> and we're back to talk some Game of Thrones. So, if you stuck with us for. <laughs> The Avengers spoilers. Oh yeah, oh boy. If you if you had seen Game of Thrones and didn't see Avengers, we really screwed this up and we either ruined Avengers for you just so you can hear this or you probably turned it off. I'd imagine by the box office numbers most people have seen Avengers. But yeah, that was you. You went twice. Oh. Yeah, I, that's that's the two hundred billion dollars that they paid. Well, I did think you spent a little too much for your ticket on Avengers. I went to Cobb, man. It was, you know, decent. Oh, I thought you spent the hundred, one of the hundred and fifty billion on your, uh, <laughs> on your one ticket, and that's what tri- drove the sales. No, 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 no. I didn't spend nearly that much. So, Thrones, Thrones, final season. So we are. This is episode four. Just I'm happened. Which episode it. four has been? Episode four was maybe. Maybe the worst episode of Thrones I've ever seen. I don't. I don't want. Uh, I'm trying not to be hyperbole, man. Here, I'm enjoying it, but I'm thoroughly. I'm. I'm disappointed. So I likened it to, and I've kind of felt this way since the source material has been gone. Yes, very much. This has been my. It's basically like you, like you were used to, like a like a gourmet meal where like every detail was intricately everything was was meticulous and like really like well done and it was like nothing you'd ever tasted it was amazing it was unique it was completely different and now it's like really really good fast food <laughs> like it's just like i mean it's still good shake shack or you yeah from, you went I, from a, a you went from ruth's chris to shake shack i was thinking bodega because it was like you know, i know you, but i'm going I'm right I, I, oh that's true yeah for like the for the masses true okay god yeah. you're terrible at this that's yeah that's that's true we I'm don't sure. even have a shake shack here i'm just talking to the- <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah so like but it, yeah it's it's gotten to be like it's really really good fast food like it's very satisfying it's it's still to me it's still the best my thing analogy on television. is even it's even less uh imaginative as yours it's you had a guy who didn't who wrote his story God willing, he finishes it. Because now I really want to read the books. Right? Um, you know, the, when you had the source material, you wrote these stories. Nobody was safe. That's what made it all fun. Once it was over, it was it was a couple of guys who read way too many blogs and want to please every fanboy, and is and they're not taking any of the chances, not doing any of the things that they were afraid people would get mad at, like killing some any of the top seven characters in the show over the last season and a half are still alive. Yeah. And, and also, and just the, the dumbness, the dumbness, the dumb, <laughs> the I dumbness mean, is really like, that's like, I that's mean, you, you had established these people is like very, very detail oriented. Like that's why they survived as long as they did. And now they're complete <laughs> morons. Like, Oh, we're going to have to bleep that one out. No, that was already bleeped the way the way you said it. All right. Well, yeah, they have. It's maddening to me. Like, yeah, we're at, yeah fifty one. Um, how how stupid these people have become, and like like Danny's descent into villainess, like is like 
It's being so telegraphed. I think it's the I think it's the caffeine. And, and caffeine it, doesn't work well on Dothrakis. Oh, 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 we'll get to that. Um, it's being so like telegraphed, and it's and it's done so clumsily and poorly. Like it's like the way they ended last season. Like they had like almost no hint at this. Like it was right. very. Very, very subtle, and then all of a sudden, it's. I, I don't get why they like. Why did they feel like they had to cram so much into six episodes? Like, why did they? Why did they make it six? Like, if this would have been ten episodes, if this is stretched out. Well, okay, and and that's true. But my bigger problem. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to the battle. Battle of Winterfell. Let's go back to that. Do you want to just? Let's just start from. Let's start from the first episode. So first episode was oh. great. Right, yeah. like you get. Like I actually thought that was like first. The first two episodes we can lump them together because they were kind of like one super. Like a yeah, lot of fan like service, and yeah. yeah, but it was like it was Thrones at its best. Like it was, you know, it was like I wouldn't say it's Thrones at its, it's well, Thrones it at its most good. A lot of detail, like a lot of like a lot of dialogue, like a lot of characters getting to know each other. You know, development of the characters, like reestablishing the plot, like like making everything clear as to like you know the the players in the game. Like everybody's like here, here, and here. It's a smaller story now because everybody's condensed, which is can be good. And it was it was set up for something great, and then it was I liked so I liked the battle I liked the long night that episode episode three which was the battle of Winterfell and right. you did not so I will let you go first all right yes I did not like it I um this is the battle this is the battle of the battle this is what we've been talking about this is the winter is coming this is the whole this is the more important than who sits on your throne on your throne agreed I was shocked that this was like so this was happening first talking about. <laughs> If you commanded an army of undead, are you going to walk up by yourself, leave your line of lieutenants behind you? And so you just went through the whole episode. You went through, like, I gave you, like, your, your soapbox for this episode. Because you went through 90 minutes, you went right to the to the end. Because 90 minutes of that show was, was unnecessary and boring. It was slow. Oh. I don't need slow motion. I don't need... There's battle scenes where a one-armed Jamie Lannister would have should have died in six seconds and and somehow he's still hacking people away with Talk his about, left yes, hand I agreed. like nobody it's it was it, it was dark i didn't even mind the darkness because it, it, it made it i felt, thought it looked awesome but i have i just bought a new tv I, and it's it, amazing. it's not that like, it, looked it looked awesome i enjoyed the effect of the darkness like the not being able to see it added to the scariness it added to the you know to the weight of it but i felt i felt it was it was drawn out the, the slow How motion gonna, and the like, waiting. Glance over, like I mean, you didn't even mention like the the way that the episode starts, like with with Melisandre coming out and lighting all their swords on fire. But like that was saw that. awesome. Yeah, and then they that was like they... one of the most incredible moments of television history. Like that was incredible. Yeah, I'm talking about why I hated it. I'm not going to talk about the good things. I'm talking <sighs> about why I'm just I hated saying you're it. not giving it any credit. Like I mean, it was like literally like one of the best events in television history. Like I can. I can't think of anything more incredible than that whole all really? of it. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. No? It was alright. Like you weren't on like the ed- like at the end, like the part that you're about to tear to shreds. Like you were on the edge of your seat, like holy like what the hell's gonna happen? Like no? Like no. 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 You didn't see the clip of like the bar where they were showing it and it was like like a World Cup finale yeah, where everybody's like that wasn't like that for me. Wow. That's crazy. It wasn't like because I'm like why is who cares about useless Bran? The guy is useless. He's who cares? I've had problems with Bran the entire time, but yeah. All right, continue. I, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. All right, so if I have, 
you you overrun with your with your army of dead and you sit way back nice and nice and cozy and when they're all dead you can you can go and piss on Bran's corpse going up there and putting yourself when when you die and the whole thing just this whole big battle for whatever one dude gets gets stuck with a tiny little with a tiny little dagger and the whole thing disappears valerian steel there's <sighs> like three of them in the whole there's like there's none of them there's barely any of them really okay here here's a list of people with valerian steel they swords. all happen to be in the same place <laughs> well so this is so why couldn't they at least do this they, so the, he he has those like 11 lieutenant nightwalker peoples right sure Everybody out there's got a Valerian seal sword L- during the battle. He doesn't know that. They don't. That was one thing that I they know, actually kind of established but, was like they don't know that Valerian steel kills them. Well, ex- except until John did it at Hardhome, they were there for that. They saw one sword. They didn't know. Like but, they didn't know. But They're this, mindless zombies. So let me get to my point, which would have been so much cooler. All right. So so you've got these people fighting. You've got like holy shit. Like Jamie Lannister's just about to die. And and like and now Jorah Mormont takes down one of those lieutenant guys and like an eighth of their army disappears and boom and now and now all of a sudden this guy's saved That's and they fine. can go I, I would agree with that. and they hack their way through and now they're getting to the you know to the to the Night King and he gets through and gets the brand and now Arya can come in and do her thing like it it just was so anticlimactic the way they did it. I will I will agree. Like it was not perfect. Like I don't like it had many 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 holes. Like that that scene that I alluded to was was beautiful and fantastic to look at was moronic and stupid because of how much you wasted. And the the way it was shot with Arya showing flying up over the shoulder and getting caught in the oh, thing. It was amazing. That was great. Yeah. So I'm not saying I didn't I I enjoyed the episodes. They were disappointing. Right. In the way they're doing it. I liked, I, and I feel like it's more fan service than storytelling. I now. liked Viserys, Viserion coming down and like blocking the gate and like John being trapped there. Like I thought that scene was like it was like it was heart wrenching. Like it was just like I mean like the tension was yeah, yeah. I mean palpable. Like it was you know, and then he gets up to scream at the dragon and then there was one thing that I was reading was he wasn't like he was like he's screaming go because like I guess Arya was blocked by the dragon as well, so he was he saw her, and that's why he screamed at it to let let her go through to get through to the Night King because he knew he couldn't, like he knew he wasn't going to make it. So like that's that's what that was, and I don't think it was clear clear enough. Like I agree that it wasn't clear enough. I had to read it, right? So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that made it a little bit more. But like I, I yeah, agreed. Like it would have been cool to see somebody like kill one of the Walkers, like and half of the army dying. Yeah. The fact that Sam made it out alive was. Re- <laughs> That everybody made it out alive. What Jor and Theon? Those are those are the ones. Those are our big losses. I I can buy. Like I mean, the the Jamie Lannister thing ag- agreed. Like I can I can barely buy that one. Just from like his like soldier savvy of like getting up against the wall and just hacking and yeah. like until the Night King died. Sure. Sam and, and on Brian's the ground to him. falling. Yeah, <laughs> Sam on the ground falling underneath. Like, like you know, like how, there's no way. And like he wouldn't have lasted that long anyway. He would not have made it back into the uh, castle. He, he was like have, the first guy to kill one of these things. He would have died immediately in this battle. And that's why. Like, I didn't know why they had to do that with him. Like, make him like 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 Tyrion's down in the crypt. Like, I mean, like it, I don't know. There was. It could have been better, but I really, I really did like episode. I'm three. enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the wrap up. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna oh, watch it. I'm yeah, gonna like no, it. you're totally in. But it, it could, but it, it's just 
it's it's just I think I could should be so much better. Agreed, one hundred percent agreed. And my big problem started with this most recent episode, episode four. Would you like to kick this one off, or did, how did you feel about this most recent episode? Do you feel did you feel it was as stupid as the, the third one? Because it seemed like you thought the third one was pretty stupid. No, this this one this I did not like this one. This I, one was I my least one favorite of all time. I think so. And there's there were some from season seven that I so didn't there care was for the, either. the first half where it was turned good. into it. No, it it was a stupid soap opera. Mm. It was it was oh every, yeah okay. It was like. Oh, too much of this! Like, oh my God, are you people kidding me with your with your? We get another drink. Keep whiny going. soap opera stuff. The just the, I'm fine with Gendry like kind of proposing to Arya, but the way it the way it went was was like, I, I thought I thought that was written poorly. I thought that could have been better with with him being like, hey, we can you know let's do our thing, and she could be like, yeah, that's not me. Um, that was empty. What? Oh. Oh, man, I want to keep talking about Thrones. All right, we can make that happen. All right. You keep going. All right. Hold on, guys. Just go. Oh, yeah, I'll just keep talking, because you can't hear it. The music started playing, so... Um, so... The Gendry stuff was, was kind of dumb, and, like, it was... I guess it was a little... It, everything felt forced. Like, that's what, that's what... It's, like, starting to feel like they're cramming everything in here. Like, it's so fast. Like, I liked the celebration scene. Like, I liked... I really liked John's speech at the beginning... Like I thought that yeah, was yeah. great. Uh, John gives a you know a moving speech where they're you know burning the bodies of all the dead. How they were the the shield of men. You know the world will never see their light again. Like the whole like everybody became a member of the the Night's Watch basically, which was kind of cool. I thought. Um, I didn't like, and we touched on this a little bit. I don't like the order. Like I don't like how this is in the middle of this season. Like I feel like this should have been the end of the story. Well narratively and, that makes way more sense than what they're doing. So and I think in the books this is the end of it. It but, should be but right? in the show has always been more about the Game of Thrones. It's about the Iron Throne and not about the, the But world. even with the I, show like saying, the that's what I'm saying. Like the underlying thing They was made like, it sound like this was more important and then it turned out it wasn't important. It, it was not easy, as it important. was easy it was easy to get around. We just had to send a fourteen-year-old ninja in with a with a pointy stick, and then it was over. The thing that just it just kills me is that like I, I and it, it even goes back. The problem goes back into last season, like with like the the dumb decisions. Like it was just like cool episodes for sure. Like that, like the North of the Wall episode in, in season seven was great. And I don't even mind like the but occasional dumb, especially now. Like it just shows how stupid it was. Like just like it was like a forced plot device to give the Night King a dragon. Cause there was no need for them to go up there at all to save John. She loves him. No, 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 no. There was no reason for anybody to go up there at all. Oh, they had to get a, a white, a Walker to bring back to sh- prove to Cersei. Because why? Why don't they just kill Cersei? Like, just kill her. Well, and they end wanted it. her to have to fight with them. I, I, I yeah, it, I know. Dumb. You're like, just yeah, dumb. Right. Just dumb. Like, in, in, like, narratively, like, it would make way more sense to win that war. But how else would we find out that Gendry <sighs> has the speed of the Flash and he could run back to the to the castle in six minutes so the dragon can get there in time? All of that was dumb. Like, just uh, yeah. Anyway, so this episode. So we're back in the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. So and. Uh, I love the show, and I still think it's like the best thing on TV. But. Yeah, we're 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 a little more than p- nitpicking. Yeah, but you know it's still good. But these are things that bugged us. Yeah, especially because everybody's like 
still like blowing smoke up their butt and how great it is. And I'm like, this could, should be better. It should be better. It should be what it was, and it's not what it was. And I think, I, I think they're tired. Honestly, I think they're kind of sick of it. Like, I think that's why they've, like, that's why they're fast forwarding through all of it because I think they want to be done with. It. I mean, they've been doing it for eleven years. Yeah, they're making a billion dollars. They're, they're going to okay continue to make a billion dollars. Why? I'm not watching the prequels. <laughs> no, no, no. Benny F. and Weiss are doing oh. like Star Wars things after this. Like they're going, they're fine for oh, life. Is that still happening? Pretty sure. Anyway, no, uh, I mean just Star Wars in general. Oh, I like Star Wars. Ah, it's just like this. We'll talk about that another time. So <laughs> yeah, um, um, the celebration was good. Like, I mean, I, I liked seeing that. I liked seeing the characters hey, get together, the long. survivors. Mm, pro- yeah. I mean, compared to what happened at the... Yeah, the pacing was way off. Because then, then they, they, jam they in. jammed in a whole, like, two episodes into, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Right. Like, it was... And it was just, again, more moronic decisions. So you have... Just what does Brand do? Like, seriously. Like, like why did he get all those powers... To not use them at all. So, like, you can't, like, you can't have him scout your spy on Circe. Like, <laughs> something to tell you what they're doing before you send the most, the Didn't most valuable. He lives in the past, man. So, you have, you have the most valuable, rarest of weapons. You had three of them. Now you have two. One is very seriously injured. And you're going to fly it across the continent. You're not going to you've been ambushed once already by the same army in the sea that had a giant that had a giant crossbow and you're not gonna at least fly high enough to see if there's anybody ahead of you like you you don't even have to send a spy like you have a dragon again oh you're the worst i know sorry we're gonna have to so you fly high you fly high over everybody to see if there's any ships ahead of you if there's any if there's any ships hiding behind any rocks or anything like that no like no, we're all just we're all morons now. Like we've already established these characters were geniuses or you know tactically savvy in the past, but now have just become morons. I don't know. So Rhaegal dies uselessly and pointlessly. Like that was so dumb. Just felt so forced. Like oh, we need to make this even. Like we need Should, to create tension. Why couldn't it just kill the one that Danny was on? <sighs> because that wouldn't have worked for their. For their forced plot narrative that they're really trying hard to make it seem like like Cersei's actually a threat, and then oh, and then the, the creme de la creme like they go to the they twenty of them go to the gates like and Cer- and Cersei who we've established is a monster that will stop at nothing doesn't kill all of them like decides to <laughs> to <laughs> to not kill them and let them live like could have easily killed all of them right then and just ended it all did but you, doesn't but did, just kills Masande. Did, did you see the one that one meme there's a picture of 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 I call him gray skull of a gray worm and Masande in the background it's like oh she gets a little piece of her cut off and and now you can't date her <laughs> <laughs> what a hypocrite <laughs> oh that's great uh but uh just and i i mean you know and predictions for what's going to happen like They've obviously been teasing this season. They've been forcing this this narrative of Danny turning into the villain. So I'm sure that's going to happen the next episode, and she's going to literally kill everybody in King's Landing, probably. And then the last episode will be John having to kill her. So they're forcing three giant conflicts into six episodes, and it's just 
it just is pointless, and it's it's a it's a disappointing end. Unfortunately, I'm still it's still gonna be. So we great. only have two left, right? Or three? Two left. Two left. Yeah. So the penultimate episode is usually like where a bunch of crazy things happen. So I would imagine. Yeah, but we don't. But that's also because they like wrap up and get you ready for next season. There's no wrap up in next season. Either. So you think there's gonna be? You think there's gonna be like armor for Drogon or something like that? Like he's gonna have like some kind of like. Whether you melt down all that dragon's glass, they uh, <laughs> they use. I don't know. Maybe like I don't know. Like they make something for him, so he's like so he's impervious to their giant because they have a million of those giant crossbows now. Apparently, yeah. But what if? But they don't angle up. He could just fly straight up and come straight down on them and rain fire on them. I hope that's what happens. That's what I would do. I mean, I'm like at this point, like I'm really just hoping that's what happens. Like it should have happened. Like. But that's the whole point. You don't want to kill everyone in King's Landing. Those I don't are care. People. I don't care. Well, you're te- you're a monster. Well, I think there's there is some kind of like symmetry to this too because it was like King's Landing was built by Targaryens, right? So it would be kind of poetic to have the last Targaryen destroy it before their house is. This whole gone. thing happened because a Targaryen wanted to kill all the innocent people in. In there, and Jamie no, no, killed. No, 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 no. I'm talking about going back before that. But I'm talking I'm ta- about like no. The, I'm like talking about this story. Before King's Landing even existed. I'm talking about this story. This story starts with Jamie Lannister killing the Mad King because he wants to blow up everybody in King's Landing. Well, that's not how it started. That was I know, actually, but that's but that's like that's this, part of the lore of the. I'm talking the, about this. It the started story. because it got J. It, it started Daenerys's story there. Everybody living. This is where it. This is where it started. Pretty sure Daenerys is going to destroy a lot of King's Landing in the next episode. But that's possible. But that's that's the that's the the symmetry is. I'm I'm okay with that. But th- that's terrible. The whole point is to not kill the people. All the people are in there. You can't do it. You're yeah. not destroying her army. You're destroying the people of King's Landing. They just brought them all in to King's Landing. Yeah, but they started it. No, not the people. These are farmers. These are the whole. These are the whole reason. These are. Oh, you're the worst. I'm on Team Daenerys. I'd kill everybody to kill Cersei. I'd be fine with that. I don't. But not to sit on the throne. I don't really care about the throne. I just want Cersei to die. That's pretty much it. Jamie's gonna go back and get a little more. Get some more loving. Do you think he's going back to kill her or to try and save her? I think he's gonna go to, go to try to save her. And you think he's gonna end up killing her? Somebody's killing her. So my thing is. I mean the prophecy. Says that the little the brother, little brother, right? I don't think it's going to be, but the the prophecy of Azor Ahai was nothing, I guess. Does she? But does she die at the little brother's hand? Because I kind of want to see somebody that hand take, around her throat is what it says. So I want to. I wonder if somebody uses the, his metal hand and kills her. Hmm, that's interesting. I was thinking, and it could be Arya wearing one of their. Faces. Was, I thought it was Arya wearing Jamie's face, and right. then and then my thinking was, and then she dies by dragon fire because she's in there, and Daenerys is burning everything. So what? What I want the end for? Because you know it ended with Arya. She's like, I'm not coming back. Yeah, I, she, I, I feel like she's gonna die, but well, she could. But I think she goes back to to the. Well, her other thing was she wants to see what's west of Westeros, right? But I think she might. Or she goes back to the faceless men, and she just be like, I'm. She doesn't want that. Maybe that's but maybe once she's killed everyone and there's no reason to be Arya, maybe that's what she does. Maybe, yeah, that's true. I wouldn't have a problem with her going back and be like, I don't think she lives. I, I mean, just with how like 
how bad the storytelling's been and how on the nose things have been. Like I, I feel like she's I don't I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if she dies in the books. I'd be surprised if they kill her because they're not they're these guys are are afraid to of internet backlash. The, here's the thing though. They're they're talking I don't about thinks so. I mean they've made some I don't think that they're afraid of internet backlash. Like they've I mean what what have they done? They killed Regal for no reason. That's nobody. That's a dragon. There's another dragon. Who cares? Uh, they also killed Masande, who's like the only like <laughs> the only like woman of color on the show. <laughs> like, yeah, but she's kind, not like, a. She's, no, she's a useless. She doesn't have a purpose. No, I mean, I I, I, I thought not. Grey Worm was gonna die, not her. Like I when like when they made the whole like. You know, we'll, yeah, when we'll they, go to North or whatever. When they did the, oh, we're going to make the speech that somebody says right before they die. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna, we're going to retire. We're too old for this shit. One last job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're going to go retire to the and beach. I thought, I thought he was going to die in the, the battle. Yeah, he should. I thought so many more people were going to die in the of battle. Of course, nobody died because it's terrible. Oh, and then but Ghost lives and then he just like, he's like, oh, just go, go, live, oh, go so, live up north. That was the worst. I'm not How even going to look at you. Like, dog that Didn't saved my life him. several times. Didn't even pet him. Covered in blood still. Like three days later, like what uh, the hell, man? Like why are you such an? Yeah, that was bad. That yeah. was dumb. Like Ghost is like the best. Like that, like he's the only dire wolf left. Like that was supposed to be like such a big. I'm thing. not even mad. I mean, okay, go north. He's he's part of the north. Fine, but go hug him and cry. Yeah, don't be like yo, what up? Yeah, but here's here's what I'll end with. All of these stupid. They're talking. They're wanted. They're doing all these shows. They're going to do like Robert's Rebellion or this and that. The only show I would watch is Arya and the Hound. Bloody comedy. <laughs> Just them on the road, solving c- crimes, getting into capers, eating chickens, and murdering. <laughs> I like the I like the long night one. I'd watch I'd watch uh Tormund and Ghost North of the Wall too. Oh yeah, that's true. I'd watch <laughs> Tormund Yeah, with anything. Yeah. So um Yeah, we're so we'll we'll be back with with more Thrones talk. I think that's probably where this podcast is headed for the rest of the off season. There's only two. I know, but we have lots to talk about. I'm sure when it comes to Thrones. You know, what was even better than the Battle of Winterfell. That episode of Barry with that was so good. That week, not this week, but the weekend before, where the, the little boyfriend girl. showed up with the little girl. With the little girl. Oh my god! If you haven't seen the one with the little girl, that's all it. I have to say is little girl. You would know it. Uh, I've, I thought it was all caught up on Barry. No, you're like too behind. All right, man. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you stuck around for the nerd fest. It's probably going to be a lot like this for the rest of the off season. Um, we will talk more dolphins next time. Uh, hopefully, some other things will happen. Second wave of free agencies coming up. Uh, anything else, dolphins wise? Nope, we're going to... The over-under is five. Bet the over. We're definitely They're at five? Winning. I thought they were at four. Well, the last thing I looked up, they were five, maybe. Oh, because Rose of the, the Rosen trade. Yeah, over. I say over. Six. Six and ten, baby. Six and ten. Thanks for joining, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night.